Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know, Tyler, I'm all right this week. I- I'm sorry, what? I'm all right. How about yourself? Uh, um, I'm chilling. Good, good. Glad to uh, hear it. Uh, okay. All right. So, despite the uh, slight confusion, let's just have a little refresher. What are we talking about tonight, Tyler? Well, what we are talking about tonight, it's not a current movie. What we're talking about is what people could say is a cult classic. And that is Watchmen. Came out back in 2009. So it's actually its 10-year anniversary. Directed by the one and only Zack Snyder. Coming off the high of 300. uh, Adapted the Watchmen comic. Very famous comic. Set. In the Cold War, and if you mention, if you remember us talking about the Cold War, thanks to the Dark Knight Returns, this is another product of that era. And the reason we're talking about it is HBO is having a TV show starting next month at the end of October that is more or less a sequel to the events of the comic. And the comic and the movie, besides a couple small changes, it's basically the same. So we thought, hey, why not talk about the movie as a refresher? And if the show turns out to be pretty good, we might talk about that as well. But, Mike, for people who don't know, can you give us a quick rundown on what the story of Watchmen is? Because it's not your typical superhero story. No, not at all. So this takes place uh, right after the Vietnam era, like directly after. And it's like kind of an alternate United States universe yep. where the heroes aren't really heroes. They're kind of the bad guys. Now, I say this because the heroes in this universe are brutal. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts. They kill people. So relations between citizens and the heroes are not good. Uh, They actually use the heroes overseas in Vietnam. To win the war, too. Yes. So this takes place following events of after they were all supposed to be retired, except for Rorschach. And there's a plot to wipe out a huge portion of of the world's population and the movie is trying to discover and foil that plot yeah that's basically the movie um while we do with uh Rorsak and his plot basically in the cold war it's escalating real quickly uh to the point where the u.s and russia may finally go at it and along with the plot of millions of people dying and throughout the movie you see it basically from you see it from everyone's point of view but i would say the main characters of the movie are Rorsak, uh, is it Owl, Owl Man or Night Owl? Which one is Night it? Owl. Night Owl and Dr. Manhattan. Uh, I feel those are the three main characters because you see it from the point of view of Dr. Manhattan, who is still active as a government official. Uh, Rorsak, who's playing the, I would say, the Batman gone rogue character. And Night Owl, who is living a peaceful life as a retired superhero, but wants to do more. Yes. And... Mike, I know you haven't seen the movie in a while. Um, I actually just saw it a few months back, but I liked some things about it, but I was very, at times, mixed about the movie. Uh, I did... As was I, I my first watch. Yeah, this might require a few watches, and I think we'll go at the end which version you should watch, because there are multiple versions, but we'll save that for later. I guess we'll just start off with what we liked. I liked the... Basically, the design of the characters... Um, Zack Snyder, obviously, from the Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, he obviously picks great people for the costume designs. 
And that's one thing yeah. that stood out for me. Um, the only one that didn't as well was Ozymandias. It felt like he didn't fit into his suit. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It was just something I noticed. But besides, besides great set design, great co- uh, costume design, the cinematography in this movie, my God, it's it's great to look at. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah, coming but, off uh, 300, it's not a surprise. Yeah, because Zack Snyder is known for probably making some of the most visually appealing shots. Mm-hmm. You I may not that... agree with his movies, but damn, can he make a movie look good? You got a nice 4K TV, yeah. you just want his movies on playback. Oh, yeah. Because about any one of his movies that he's done, they're cool to watch. They might not all be good, but they're mm-hmm. cool. To... He's got an eye for what certain shots should be. You brought this up earlier, Mike, but the uh, the fight sim uh, the fight choreography was also pretty good as well. Yes, um, very did brutal. Any, did any fight in particular stand out to you? Because there was a few. Oh, there definitely was a few. Mm-hmm. Let's just start off with the opening scene where the retired comedian, his fight with his killer was pretty solid. Plus the cinematography cinematography for that was outstanding especially when he gets thrown through the window and as he's falling down yep beautiful uh, uh i would say fight in the prison as well there was a fight in the prison but the other one that stood out for me was uh night owl and silk specter versus the uh like gang of people like gangsters yeah that was a fucking brutal fight oh yeah but mike wh- what did you like about the movie well pretty much i enjoyed all the same things that you enjoyed cinematography mm-hmm costume design i honestly i enjoyed the plot it wasn't your typical superhero movie like it was darker it was grittier and it told the coherent story that you might get a little confused watching the first time because like i said the first time i saw this movie it was in theaters i saw it with my older brother and naturally me being younger i didn't really enjoy it a long ass movie. But when I rewatched when I was older, I saw it for the gym. It really is. And I also enjoyed how Osmantius was definitely a villain, but you yep. could also see the point of view that he was trying to hit at. Like, if human race doesn't get checked, we will all wipe each other out. Like, that's it. And then there's going to be no one left. Yeah, I mean, for the issues I have with the movie. You brought up the plot. I do have small, a bit of an issue with the plot, but you, I do agree with you with the message and the ideas the movie brings to the audience. And it makes you think, because for the most part, not really, but toward the end, and you see what Ozymandias is trying to do versus the point of view of Dr. Manhattan versus the view of Rorschach, because they each have a different opinion on the matter. How each solution to the same issue of you know, the Cold War finishes. Everyone's dead. There's nuclear fallout. No one lives. And the idea of sacrificing a group to save the rest, manufacture peace in a way, is that worth it? Or should everyone be left to their own devices and see what happens? Yeah. Like, but... I didn't really expect a superhero movie, if you can call this one, um, to have kind of a deep, uh, like a deep message like that, I didn't expect. Like you don't really see that for most Marvel movies, for example. No, not really. But then again, that's also what Zack Snyder does. He goes for deep, dark comic book movies. Yep. But what I also liked is even at the end, Rorschach kind of understood 
where Osmantis was coming from, but he still couldn't allow it to happen because of his own code, which, spoiler alert, he gets disintegrated. And because he does, I respect Rorschach more as a character because he does so. He could have just yeah. shut up and left, lived a quiet life of crime fighting, but his his code would not allow him to be okay with this without other people not knowing. And the fact that he even asked for it, too, yep. is that he was really committed to his cause. Now, you might not agree with Rorschach's message, uh, methods for how he does stuff, but he really believed in trying to save at least some people and telling the truth, even if that might kill him. I think that leads us into the next thing I think we both liked is a, a lot of good performances here. Oh, yeah. It was a Patrick Wilson as a Night Owl. I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, the person that plays Rorschach was really good because he ha- he really had to show a lot of emotion at times. Even when you look at the picture, it's a guy wearing a mask. You wouldn't think he'd show a lot of emotion. He has a lot of emotion. Oh, yeah. Just by the way, like, he articulates his words. And then when he does take off the mask. Yeah. I think those were standouts. Obviously, Jeffrey, Jeffrey D. Morgan, D. Morgan killed it. as the comedian. Uh, definitely watching this now after a little bit of Walking Dead. I can see where he got some of his Negan ideas from. Oh, yeah. Like, if The Walking Dead was unrated on TV, it would basically be the comedian fucking shit up. Yeah, because he was, like, the worst of the superheroes. Like, literally the worst. I wouldn't even call him a superhero. He's just a fucking asshole with power. Yeah. Like, my dude, when he was in Vietnam, killed so many people. No, honestly, it's not even that during wartime. The one that got me was in Vietnam shooting the pregnant lady because he knocked her up. Yeah. And because she cut his face. Yeah, that was where, all right, I'm done with him. Because, all right, killing people in the war zone, it's what's expected. But you accidentally knocked up someone and you kill her because of it? All right. (laughs) But also the crazy thing is while he's killing the people, you can tell he's enjoying it. Oh, he enjoys it. Like he he looks to be attacked, so he he can has a, has an excuse to go all out. Um, I'm reminded like of the whole flamethrower scenes. Yep, he was enjoying every last minute of it, which yeah. is an outstanding performance from Jeffrey oh, D. Morgan. There. But also, like there was a riot control scene with him and Night Owl, and once starts get stuff gets uh, again thrown at him, he immediately jumps down. And starts using a beanbag gun and starts shooting people. Like, he's just waiting to get the permission. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there really wasn't, like, any bad performance in the movie. Like, some of them weren't amazing. But, like, I didn't feel any one performance dragged the movie down. No. I feel like for what it was, it came out a lot better than it really should have been. A dark comic book movie that not many people really have know about even Mm -hmm. and turns out to be a beautiful movie to watch for me a very good storyline and amazing performances see i i mostly agree with you there and then i guess to bring up my main issue with the movie is it was it's a mix of not caring about the characters because the way they told the story is it jumps back and forth from okay, current day to the first group of uh, Watchmen and, like, Vietnam. But because it keeps jumping back and forth, I don't get a good sense of the characters up until toward the end, so I don't really care for them. Yeah, the only one that you were really meant to care about was 
Rorschach, I think. But he's the one that got the most development. He's the one that's trying to stop a plot to kill the other Watchmen. He gets framed to go to prison, so you feel bad for him. And then he dies for what he believes in. Dr. Manhattan also had a decent backstory. He had a decent backstory, yes. But I didn't care for the character because of how he came off. And I understand he's basically a god at this point, so he doesn't feel emotion. Yes, that's how how it was supposed to come off. Because he's indifferent. He doesn't really care. And he makes me indifferent about himself. Like, if you're going to nonchalantly be like, oh, well, I guess this is how it is. Why should I save the human race? I was like, well, I don't really give a shit what happens to you either, man. Because when he was talking about the love of his life and his wife and all of that, and then he comes back and he's with her for a little bit, and then like he just didn't feel so. He was like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah, I guess I just done, I didn't feel his struggle because they do show over time that he has less and less humanity in him. But it's hard to convey that because it doesn't seem like he's struggling with it. He seems to be okay with it yes. for the most part. Like, maybe at first it was hard for him, but then it, he kind of grew into being detached. Yeah. Like, it felt like he was okay losing the love of his life, which was yeah. bankrolled by the U.S. government to keep him happy. <laughs> which I thought that was kind of fucked up, but... Oh, when he vaporized an entire room of people? No, no, the fact that Silk Spectre was basically paid by the U.S. government to be the girlfriend of Dr. Manhattan to keep him happy. Yeah. It's just it's just small details like that, but and then I would say the um yeah it's like is the main thing was the characters and then I was also confused on who has powers. Obviously, Doctor Manhattan has powers. I get that. Yeah, but for the most part, no one really is a superhero. Night Owl has a good punch. Silk Spectre can fight. Rorschach is basically their Batman. He has some gadgets. He can fight, but nothing he's special. Detective. Yeah, he's a detective. Um, this is the world's smartest man. But he showed off some moves during that final battle that did not seem human. I think it has something to do with his IQ and like timing everything. I, I, like, I guess. Like, I would like the little explanation he, for that. He's also fought with them before. He knows all their moves. Well, yeah, I guess being the smartest person, like if they trained together, he would know what to do. Yes. So that was all very routine for him. I guess. I would have liked... I guess that's my issue with the final fight. Is like I like the twist where he's like, "Oh, wait, you expect me to reveal the final plan right now? You can stop it. I already did it." But yeah. they got manhandled so bad. Yep. It's like okay, if they're gonna lose anyway, fine, but put up some kind of fight because this it didn't. They didn't really show that he could be this much of a badass. They they uh, hinted to it throughout the film. They hinted a the bit was... with the assassin. Yes. But, yeah, I was like, I, I wish their powers were a little more clear, um, specifically with Ozymandias. And then, yeah, just going back to the characters, just some of them I did not care for, which, depending on what version you watch, is three to three and a half hours long. It, you know, makes you a little less interested in the movie. Yeah. Now, did you have any negatives about the movie? Or is there anything you didn't really like? Uh, Not really. I mean, the movie could have been a little bit shorter. Wouldn't See, lose I'll, a lot more people. But. I watched the director's cut, and I thought the length was the length was fine for the story it wanted to tell. But yeah, besides that, I don't really have too many negatives about it. All right. So I guess before we finish up, I mean, I I would assume you would recommend watching this movie. Oh, absolutely. I believe I already did. All right. Um, I actually 
besides my fault, I would recommend watching the movie. It is a good time for the most part. But Mike, we do have to make an official recommendation. There are three versions. The theatrical cut, which is the one you saw in theaters. There's the director's cut. And there is the ultimate cut, which is three and a half hours. And it's the same version as director's cut, but adds in the uh, an animated short throughout the movie. I would recommend the director's cut, but what would you recommend? Uh, well, after seeing the theatrical when it first came out, obviously, and the director's cut, I can't really speak on the ultimate cut. I haven't watched that either, yeah. So it's going to have to be director's cut. Yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, director's cut's a good one. From what I've heard is if you are a complete fan of the Watchmen comic and you want every single detail in there, watch the ultimate cut. But if you, if, you, if you're not aware of Watchmen and all that, I think the director, director's cut as a straight three hour movie works pretty well. I think. I'd agree with that. And if anyone wanting to watch this in lead up to HBO show, uh, I. I have learned since watching the movie that the movie changes the ending slightly. So if since the show will be based off the comic, you may want to read up a little bit after watching the movie. But for the most part, the movie will get you up to speed on who the characters are and where things end up for the show. But I think that is it for our discussion on Watchmen. Mike, if anyone has any thoughts about the movie, maybe they've already seen it. Where can they let us know about it? Well, if you want to share your input, feel free to send us an email at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com or drop a comment, send us a direct message on our Instagram page, which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion. And if that doesn't work out for you, hop down onto our YouTube channel, which is also Entertainment Expansion. Check out what we got going on over there. You might enjoy it. Yep, you can leave a comment or let us know at any of those spots. And if you do, we'll read it on the air. Get your voice heard on this. That is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.